Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Steve Wiltfong, the 24-7 sports national recruiting expert, to talk a little recruiting with him. And Steve, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Man, absolutely doing well, but not doing as well as Sam Pittman and his staff and the Razorbacks on the recruiting trail. Well, well, talk to us about that because Razorback fans, like I think they kind of understand where their place is at in the recruiting pecking order in football. Like they've they've never really had a true top ten class, at least not recently. Top fifteen, they may be flirted with, but normally they're in the twenty to thirty range here. But it certainly looks like in this early part of it. Sam Pittman and Arkansas is putting together about as good of a recruiting class as you'll see at Arkansas. Yeah, well, Sam Pittman, you know, before he got to Arkansas, had the uh, reputation of being one of the uh, best recruiters of offensive linemen in the country, and he did that by building genuine relationships with prospects, evaluating well, then developing good relationships with prospects and putting a lot of time and energy into that, moving into the corner office. Just devoting uh, that dedication to recruiting to everybody across the board. Uh, I think as a tone setter recruiter, that's resonated with the rest of the staff. And this is a good staff here that they've put together with with seasoned recruiters and and, and guys that are excited to get after it and recruit uh, on the trail. And uh, you know, obviously, it's showing up on the scorecard here with 23 early commits in the number 10 class in the country. So in determining some of these top recruiting classes, we know that most of that is based on rankings, the player rankings, but can some of the factor, some of it factor into the uh, just having a need at certain positions and being able to fill the, the needs at certain positions? Well, obviously that's going to be the hallmark of a program is recruiting balanced classes year in and year out and addressing your needs so you don't have deficiencies on your rosters, finding guys that are culture fit, scheme fit, and continuously doing that, and then obviously player development and good play calling on Saturday. Another thing, Steve, is just with the way that they have been trying to get guys in that will, of course, fit in like the styles and everything that Arkansas is trying to do. One of the things that I think that Sam Pittman has really put an emphasis on as well is not only the offensive line, but trying to figure out the defensive line. Because we know that Arkansas is always going to have a great offensive line as long as Sam Pittman's the coach. But to compete in this conference at a high level, you got to be able to have some great defensive linemen to go along with it, too. Yeah, and they go out and land a guy from in-state pretty early in the process. Quincy Rhodes, six foot five, two 247 pounds. He's a four-star recruit. According to 24-7 sports, he's got a unique body type and, and a guy that looks the part of what you're trying to be uh, in the SEC. Caleb James out of Mansfield, Texas, uh, was another prospect that they identified early, six foot four. 250 pounds. He's a young man that's racked up 25 sacks over the last two seasons, 41 tackles for loss, but he makes a living uh, in, in the backfield. Uh, Carson Dean's uh, been in the fold since March. Another young man with 15 tackles for loss, a guy that makes things happen over and over behind the line of scrimmage. And then Brad Spence was a player that uh, recently committed uh, another from the Lone Star State. So they're going to obviously continue to prioritize that state of Texas, and hopefully it helps them build them into the program they want to be in the SEC. Uh, this is a team that came off a, a, a good good, good campaign last year. You guys, what, win nine ball games, and uh, really played well in some of those losses. So this is a, a team that's on the rise. Recruits are seeing it, and uh, 
know, there, there, there's obviously a lot of mojo on the recruiting trail. Another position of emphasis for Arkansas has been tight end, and they have really made sure to try to get some guys on this roster to get better at that position. What can you tell us about some of the tight ends that Arkansas has recruited? Well, they have Shamar Easter committed from in-state. He's the number one player in the state. He's six foot five, two hundred twenty-five pounds, and he can run and stretch the field and be a big play guy, uh, uh, an explosive playmaker. And then Luke Haas is also committed. This is uh, arguably the top tight end class in the country right now. Coach Dow Loggins did a terrific job recruiting these guys, and, and Luke Haas, six three, two hundred forty pounds, a smooth pass catcher. Uh, with good body control and, and ball skills, uh, a guy that you can create some mis- mismatches with, and uh, someone that also plays close to the line of scrimmage, helped Bixby win a, a state championship this past year, uh, playing kind of that tight end receiver, H-back type role. So uh, if I'm Arkansas, I'm pretty excited about this tight end class of, of Haas and, and Easter, uh, what, I, what I view as the best tight end combination anyone's recruited in the country this cycle. Also adding to the mix that, of course, K.J. Jefferson's a great quarterback for Arkansas now, but there is a chance that he can move on after this year. They still got Malik Hornsby on the roster. They got some other guys. But Malachi Singleton is somebody I know Sam Pittman's excited about and also this uh, Kendall Browles is excited about because it shows kind of the, the type of quarterback that they're going with. What, what do you make of his type of game and how well it would fit, assuming Kendall Browles is still the offensive coordinator at Arkansas, how well you fit it, it would fit in the system at Arkansas? Well, going to play for a guy like Kendall Bryles makes me more excited about Malachi Singleton. He plays for one of the top high school football programs in the state of Georgia and plays outstanding competition. Uh, um, there were some schools that recruited KJ or recruited Malachi Singleton as a running back, how dangerous he is with the ball in his hands and how he's built physically. He rushed for over 1,000 yards and 25 touchdowns as a junior, also rushed for over 1,000 yards and 17 scores as a sophomore, uh, um, but he, he's really uh, developed as a passer, threw for almost 2,400 yards this past year, 24 touchdowns, really took care of the football, only was picked off three times. Now, he's always seen the field well uh, processed. Uh, um, he is, you know, he's, he's someone that can uh, really turn something out of nothing. Uh, just a very dangerous high school football player with this combination of being able to hurt you with his arm and certainly with his legs and the power he brings as a runner, and he's physically built like a college running back right now. I thought he threw the football well at the Elite 11 Finals and showed a lot of promise there. So it has a lot of upside to, to become really one of the more dangerous dual-threat quarterbacks in college football. And going to play for a guy like Kendall Bryles in that offense I think is an exciting, um, exciting combination. Arkansas has 23 commits overall for next year's class. Is that a high number for this time of the year going into the next year's class? Well, I, I just think I think that they're obviously getting closer to being done. You know, and when you look at the programs uh, that are in the top ten, they have they have the most commits right now. But Notre Dame just got number twenty. You know, Baylor's got twenty two commits right now. Cincinnati twenty one. Texas Tech's got twenty three. Northwestern twenty. So recruiting classes are really coming together and. Uh, Obviously, a lot of these young men want to make decisions before their senior years, and for college coaches, they would love to get you know, their class solidified as much as they can going into fall camp themselves. Steve, 
the thing about Arkansas and some of what we've heard and, and talked about and everything is some of the obstacles that maybe they have. Maybe the things that, whether it's in-state recruiting or, you know, just the familiarity with the program, whatever it may be, it certainly seems like there are people that feel like you can't recruit at a high level at Arkansas. You can't get to a top 10 class at Arkansas. You cover recruiting on a national scale. Do you get that vibe with Arkansas? Do you feel like that they're a program that will never be able to get into that top 10 type of recruiting thing, or do they just need the right coach and the right guy to be able to make it happen? Well, recruiting classes are arbitrary, right? I don't know if they're going to ever finish with a quote-unquote top 10 recruiting class come December and February, but it's a place where you can recruit terrific talent, guys with chips on their shoulder that want to come in and compete against the best, Maybe a half your class was highly recruited. Maybe half your class were guys that you evaluated and, and fell in love with and they fit exactly what you're trying to do schematically. And then you shake it up together and you have a football team that can, you know, win eleven twelve football games. I think that if you're Arkansas, you kinda look at the recipe that Mark D'Antonio had at Michigan State and I and I say that recognizing that The SEC is a more challenging conference than the Big Ten, but Michigan State, they had a stretch with Mark D'Antonio where they won at least 11 games in five out of six football seasons, and they made a college football playoff, and they had several players drafted year in and year out, and they did it a combination of, you know, they would get a handful of blue chippers, but it was a lot of guys that were maybe overlooked by Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan. They wanted to come in there and beat those schools' ass, you know. And, and so for Arkansas, it's, you know, going into Texas. And, and uh, you know, maybe they're not beating the Longhorns or Sooners out for a guy there, but it's someone that they probably should have recruited harder, you know, in hindsight. And, uh, you know, shaking that formula up and seeing what comes out the other side. I mean, Arkansas is going to be a developmental program. They're going to be a program that, you know, puts guys in the hopper, gives them good strength and conditioning, tough guys that that are okay developing for the most part, you know, want to compete against the best, want to beat Alabama, want to beat Georgia. Uh, I don't don't know if Arkansas is going to be a team where we look up and see them in the top 10 year in and year out, but I'll also say this, we're in the NIL era, so I don't, you know, who knows who the heavyweights are going to be uh, when all said and done in that round. What's your take on players being recruited as athlete? It says that you're talented, you're versatile, you have a number of skills, but also the flip side of that is you're fighting for a place on the field, to find a place to get on the field. Well, most guys that are marked as an athlete in high school, it's because they could go, they have a skill set that could go either way. Like even Marcus Beal, who that's a blue chipper that Arkansas is in the pick of it for. We think he's got elite offensive line traits, maybe like top offensive guard in the country traits. So he's a top 100 caliber defensive lineman, not at the position, just overall. And he wants to play defensive line in college. So you could mark him as a jumbo athlete, but I think schools that are recruiting him know he's, you know he wants to play defensive line. Um, it, guys, obviously, they work. You know, maybe they're recruited as a two-way player, a, a receiver, a DB they get on campus and it's where's the initial need. Well, that's the room you go to and work right away. So, you know, uh, see what happens. If, if, if you, 
if you stick there or obviously you have position versatility. I know I want to ask you about this particular player because it's all the rage right now. And, of course, it's Arch Manning. And we know that he's not going to be playing college football for a little bit. And he has committed to Texas, which, of course, is a very big deal for the Longhorns. But you cover this all. Tell us about him. Is he as good as advertised? I mean, is there going to be a player that maybe you could compare to him in history as far as a hype machine that people are expecting big things right away? How good is Arch Manning? Well, no one's ever going to compare to the hype unless it's one of his family members down the road. I mean, the Mannings are the Kennedys of football, right? I mean, the the amount of eyes that their last name commands when when it's written in a story or in a or they're in a TV show or commercial or whatever. You know, they're just people like the Mannings. They're good people. You know, they're they're fun. You know, they're easy to root for. You know, when you and uh, 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 so from that realm, you know, there was a lot of interest in, in Arch Manning from just the average person, you know. And uh, but he's six foot four, he's two hundred and twenty pounds, can make every throw on the field. He can make things happen with his legs. You know, he obviously sees the field well. Played a lot of a lot of downs. He's already got almost five hundred career passing attempts on the high school level. He's thrown for over six thousand yards and eighty one touchdowns. Almost rushed for a thousand more. You know, he takes care of the ball. He's a good leader. He's a good teammate. Uh, obviously, you know, he, football is uh, his passion, and uh, so everything that he everything that he does is, is is you know to be a better football player. And so I, 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 you know, he's he's a terrific prospect, and you saw the way college coaches thought about him. Texas, they they didn't even recruit another quarterback, and there were some other damn good ones including one in state, Jackson Arnold, who they basically let walk to Oklahoma without any resistance. They're going to have to play against Jackson Arnold. Now they'd probably feel good about going into that battle with Arch Manning. I'm just saying they loved him. You know, Alabama, Georgia, they were the other two finalists for him. Those were the two teams that played in the national title game. So, you know, uh, the college coaches love him. We love him. He's a terrific prospect. What do you currently have Texas's 23 class ranked, and can they climb to the number one spot because of players wanting to go play with Arch Manning? Well, they're number four. Now they have 18 commits right now. It's class that um, when you look at the average ranking per commit, it's 91.53. That's pretty strong. I think that's uh, that's in the top five or six, you know, as well. Or excuse me, it's in the six to ten range. So. Pound for pound, it's a, it's a really good class. You know, they're in on some some elite guys moving forward. Uh, top two, four, seven running back Cedric Baxter is the number two running back in the country per our rankings. You know, they're taking their swing at in-state five stars David Hicks and Anthony Hill. Anthony Hill is the number one linebacker in the country. He's got the Longhorns in his final two alongside the Aggies. There's you know there's enough firepower on the board to maybe make a run at number one. The number one tight end in the country, Deuce Robinson's another. Jalen Hale's a top 100 receiver that they're kind of trending for. Um, you know, so so we'll see. It kind of depends on who the other suitors get as well. But they're in on some big-time guys moving forward. And obviously some of these guys like Jalen Hale, Deuce Robinson, looking at Texas a little extra because Arch Manning's in the fold. I know something that I'm sure you've discussed and been asked about too, and something that's an ongoing thing is, of course, NIL, in which we know – that according to the rules, there's no NIL deals that's supposed to be offered or anything like that. 
uh, to kids that have yet to make it on campus, but you've been covering recruiting for a while. So how big of an impact has NIL played in? And when you're talking with kids or just doing the reporting, is that anything that ever comes up in the discussion with uh, kids in schools and all of that? Well, I know that kids want to know what your NIL opportunities are at your respective schools and how players on the team are getting treated beyond their scholarship. It's a very relevant topic. It's certainly one of the most relevant topics right there alongside player development, uh, how, how good your team is year in and year out, your draft success, your on-field production, and NIL. They're all basically in the same sense for most prospects now. Are there any schools that have benefited more from NILs in, in recruiting since you've seen uh, over the past year or so that it's made a significant difference in the way that they've been able to recruit? I don't know, man. I mean, I think you can look at the team rankings and kind of see see who's kind of doing well with NIL as well. Yeah, that's definitely been one of those cases, man. And, you know, it's it's just kind of crazy how – I know in the recruiting side of things, the the future's like you know college football is going to be around, but the future's just uncertain about how everything's working. Whether it's these conferences with realignments, whether it's NIL, whether it's the NCAA and the affiliation with college football, it, it's like it's an exciting time in college football to be you know talking about all this stuff too. But it also is kind of a crazy thing just not really knowing here in the next five years even what college football may even look like at that point in time. Yeah, I mean. You're, you, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. As far as um, Arkansas's recruiting class on defense, what do, what do you think there, especially in the secondary? Well, they just went out and landed one of the fastest corners in the country, Jalen Braxton. That was a nice pickup, former Michigan State commit that was also looking at Miami. So he's a guy that you love to, you love to build around in the secondary. And Dallas Young out of the state of Alabama. Uh, was a prospect that they were hot and heavy on early and, and uh, were able to get him in the fold. So T.J. Metcalf is another from the state of Alabama that, that, that committed uh, on July 1st that, that was heavily recruited. So they got some pieces from SEC country that they're excited about that are in the fold. Well, Steve, we appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff as always. And just talking a little recruiting with you. I know it's a 24-7, 365 job, but you do a great job at 24-7 Sports. And enjoy the rest of your summer, man, and hopefully we'll catch up with you later down the road. No, I appreciate it. One of the reasons why it's 24-7, 365 is because staff like Arkansas don't sleep. They go hard, and so we got to write about it. Appreciate you all having me. Take care and have a great weekend.